0: Hello and welcome to our first
1: filler. Our first episode. filler, yes. What's that? So uh, fillers, we decided that there's lots of times we feel we're a bit slow to get content out, especially when there's stuff that's actually been going on and it's interesting and being relevant, you know, instead of being irrelevant as we tend to be. <laughs> um, we like
0: to be known to be irrelevant.
1: Yeah, we're going to be irrelevant. It's been like our speciality for years. Now we're trying to be trying our best to be relevant. So this will be us trying to like get together. Also, we can put a bit more content out, make it a bit easier in terms of to hunt down people and catch them with nets and force them to drink wine with us. So this time we just drink wine with each other and talk about stuff that's relevant quickly, a little bit quicker.
0: Yeah. So as always, I'm Yanina Doyle.
1: I'm Jonathan Cleaner. <laughs> I can't get his name wrong this time. Yay. Yeah,
0: we. Um, I think actually you can. You can still get my name wrong. I can still I get think, yours but okay. I'm Trying to avoid saying You're it, actually, yeah. it. Okay. So cheers. What are we drinking? You uh, decided cheers. to open up something, and you wanted to be relevant, didn't you? Well, t- yeah. This is something
1: we've um, just started stocking at Twisted Cellar, where, um, and it's, it's, it's I think it's very relevant what's going on. There. It's called a sea change. Um, it's a wine that um, it's a new wine project that's been started, um, and it's all about trying to help the environment. Obviously, wine trade I think more than most other trades we've really seen the effect of um, climate change and global warming and what it's having. Uh, but mm-hmm. we also always look at some of the bit beyond that, so sea change is looking at uh, trying to help the sea along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: what's this got to do with Dave and Attenborough? You were right? You said has been
1: supporting it. He's um, just been a big supporter of it. Um, okay. I'm not sure how, exactly how his full involvement is, but I know he has been behind it. Uh, he's been doing some media with it as well
0: okay. um,
1: as we've probably have all heard he's very much uh, trying to let the whole world know we're all doomed um, and yeah so this is probably a bit of a change from my style this is both a wine that's really good value and it's uh, and it's helping everyone else
0: so we're drinking what a chardonnay right this is the
1: chardonnay they do a chardonnay and a Negramania. Uh both come from so the they Celle- do
0: a chardonnay in what
1: they do a chardonnay and a Negramagno, so the reds to Negramagno. okay uh, come from Salento, mm-hmm. it's a regional style wine uh, still has that regional quality to it, but along with some money from every bottle being donated to um, charities to help with the effect of plastic waste in the ocean, as well as that, the glass is lightweight, special to minimise the cost of mm-hmm. the environment. No plastic used in the finished product, uh, to, um, in contrast to the majority of wines. You can see he's reading off Yeah, you can tell sure get everything correct. Um, t- Grape touch as well. The labels are actually used with like about 15% of the label is actually using grape, yes, leftover grape must or Mm -hmm. um, uh, grape waste is used to actually help make the labels. Even paper wastage is reduced in it as well. Um, No capsule covers are used as well, which is something I've always talked about. I think it's a bit of a big waste. Um, I've always said I think capsule covers kind of seem a bit pointless for most wine, especially for younger drinking stuff. It's kind of a waste of... Aluminium foil, everything else, plastic. That's a really well. good point. I never understand it. Like a lot of modern mm. American wines and a few others are not using it anymore, and there's just no need to have it. If you've got a good cork, you shouldn't need a aluminium cap, and especially if you're drinking it young. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. So I'm, I'm quite pro that already.
0: Yeah, and actually this is this is nine ninety
1: five, right? You're we 9 of nine ninety five, which is around about the same price you'll find it at quite a few other places you've got behind it, which is good.
0: So this is your everyday drinking wine and actually yeah, it's nice. It's clean. It's a little peachy. They've definitely done some lees aging or some lees aging to give it a little bit of richness, body, but it's, it's not.
1: But, but it's not. It's not a heavy chardonnay. It's sort of chardonnay. People who don't like chardonnay will probably still enjoy. Yeah. A little bit of nuttiness to it, but it's not. It's not an uncomplex wine. It's a good, a good everyday drinking wine, I would say. Uh, I am surprised. Wine. Really. And you'd think with normally you'd think one of these sort of wines would be when I first got I got told about that like oh god this would be one of those wines to complete terrible juice in a bottle but mm. for a good cause you know. Just what you call a charity one, which we've seen them happen before but i think this is actually one where the juice is actually good the people who are doing it actually believe in it and i think they're trying to do it they're trying to show you can do this sort of production in a sustainable way yeah so you know you're actually saving costs on the wine by not having the foil doing this it's all these silly things that we do with wine that seem unnecessary because even at like that you cut the price of that machine that's another special machine just in the lineup of bottling just to do the foil or do with other bits it just seems like a complete waste,
0: and I have to say, this is but this is from in terms of the flavour, which is very useful. That not only is it for saving the planet, but it tastes good, so that's good. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I can
1: get drunk and feel so, and i um, be
0: conscious about <laughs> it as well. Really. Um, this is from Salento, so it's actually. This is, you know, I would imagine I didn't know Chardonnay grew so much. Uh, you said yes, Cylinder. Oh no, no, if
1: you do find it quite, often. No, the it's quite cheap hot. table yeah. Chardonnay down there, and it'd be, but I think they've restrained it quite well here. It's not. It's actually, no, but top.
0: it's it seems refreshing. I would assume it, it. The Chardonnays would be bigger and bolder, but actually, um, it's I think so.
1: no, I think we surprised. I've had quite a few Sicilian ones that are quite more restrained, more than you'd expect. But um, I think this just shows that again, the breakfast Chardonnay as well. You can make these light delicate Chardonnays. Breakfast like so
0: Chardonnay. Explain just for anyone who doesn't know what a breakfast Chardonnay.
1: Is. Well, I was like it breakfast wine. I tend to go towards a Chardonnay, I find like a nice polyfusé is also a good breakfast wine. But, you, know, you, can, you know what I'm saying, you've got a family day, you know, you've got a big day going on and I've introduced this to quite a few people I know and they're now all quite far behind it. There's a little bit of creaminess just because you know you like that in the morning, You don't want it to be too sharp.
0: To be honest this would be really good with an egg and bacon butty.
1: I think it actually poke some mushrooms but it yeah, we'll go. I think it fun. could
0: go, with there we go, Some some beautiful suggestions whilst you're saving the world and starting your day well.
1: Have your reasonably sourced local eggs and bread, obviously.
0: No, for sure, no, no, that goes without saying anything. If
1: you're a hipster, of course, you can have smashed avocado. I won't I won't begrudge you that. You can have your smashed avocado. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, just, you know, poached eggs and nice sautéed mushrooms on top. Mushrooms, don't even pay for them. Go go forage it's loads around, don't worry. That's
0: other true, that. isn't it? There we go. A Nice a, activity for the kids. I'm trying to find a
1: wild garlic spot somewhere at the moment. That's my, my goal at the moment. Where probably. is the
0: best garlic in the UK? Um, is there a
1: place? A lot, when I used to work around Henley and around those areas, there was loads of good spots around there for mushrooms, garlic, quite a few other bits. Okay. You go loads of good foraging around there. But I haven't found much around Enfield. so Okay, <laughs> nothing,
0: nothing so far. We'll report back on the podcast. If anyone knows
1: anything in Here, Bishop Stalford that'd be great. Let me know. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to. I'll go foraging for a day. Um, so, so
0: tell me, I turned up today, and you told me all about the wonderful news of Hawksmoor. So we thought we'd have a little gossip, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't heard about, about this, as
1: I've had every person who's not into wine texting me about it. And going, <laughs> have you seen this? So I think both of you comment on great PR skills by Hawksmoor, well, um, making the I don't think making the best of a bad situation, You're actually turning a bad situation on its head. Um, and obviously, I'm sure everyone's seen loads of news, been on BBC, it's been everywhere, and every paper has jumped on it. Um, of course, papers like the Guardian, quite a few people immediately go to the negative how could a bottle of wine be worth four and a half thousand pounds? Um, and I think everyone's been talking mainly about that, um, and about the mix ups. If you don't know, the short is that yeah, you've got
0: you've you got to Sorry, tell the sto- you, you've, you haven't told people the story, there are yeah, other people, I'm that rushing,
1: have... I'm rushing ahead, okay? So, um a, what I believe to be a waitress, if I'm correct, I don't, we don't know the identity of the person. You know, they We've have heard not. the
0: word "her" and have, "she" yes. mentioned. I've
1: not. They've not thrown her under the bus, which is very good of them. Um, she accidentally there was a mix-up with an order with a table. Uh, I think it was a bottle of Pichon Laurent thousand and eleven, which is still a fantastic wine from Bordeaux, um, and they, that's what the customers ordered, but they got served a bottle of Le Pen. And that for, somehow no one noticed, including the customer, or I think uh, the customer may have noticed and said and nothing. For
0: anybody who who doesn't know about, I think it's actually pronounced Le Lepin, no? Le sorry, my, my I know, I'm normally our, the one that pronounces to all it really our French badly. listeners. Yeah, um, exactly. we've, yeah. Re- we've relegated. Relegated. <laughs> Lepin um, um, Le is basically one of the top top wines oh. of Bordeaux. Absolutely, from from Pomerol.
1: Second, second to Petrus, you would claim it.
0: Absolutely, um, very very special. And in a, in a restaurant, yeah, four thousand five hundred pound a bottle is is often what you'll find. But what vintage? Two thousand and one, f- so oh, okay. top top vintage Egg, as well. Yeah, okay. So definitely a good day for the customer.
1: Yes, um, but you know, credit to Hawksmoor. Instead of like hanging their heads or anything else, they said, I think they got ahead of the game. They tweeted out saying, "Well done to the customer who had this bottle." Uh, instead of having you know this price bottle hope they enjoyed it and obviously from that it's become a pr gold i'm sure there's a little bit more so spin put on my it my
0: question to if, if if they know about this was this hawksmore that decided to just let everyone know it happened in the news or did the customer tell something no i think
1: from what i understand hawksmore tweeted it out oh so, it they, so, it. They so they really they, they, the did, news. they the oh, so
0: they've gone for it
1: yeah which i think is you know if you've just if you've the technicality of wherever Well, if you've lost a a, a lot of lost, money from
0: one bottle, you might as well try and get some lost, media you know, out of it.
1: But, I mean, the amount of publicity they've got from it would have cost them more than the bottle has been. So a really clever move by Hawksmore. I think they've also made themselves look very good by saying how... and having a bit of fun with it. You know, they let everyone else have a good a bit of fun with Twitter on it, uh, fun with it on Twitter, and also talk about how they are going to support the, um, the waitress that haven't ate from under the bus, and they talk about how good she is, and, you know, everyone makes one mistake. I think it's quite, One mistake? <laughs> no, but, like, one big mistake on this. I think it's very interesting, it's, you know... In in hospitality, I think it's what no one's actually talked about is the side of it as making mistakes. You know, mm. Both of us have worked on the floor. We both yeah. like. We've both made mistakes, I'm sure we've both made big mistakes. Um, and sometimes, you know, it can be this, such a high, t- um, high intense, very pressurized industry. You're in a rush. I've seen. I've yeah. literally. See, I've had. I've actually seen people waitresses escorted off site because they spilt a drink on someone and got upset.
0: Oh goodness me!
1: I've seen uh, even more worse things than that. That's one of the lighter ones, but to see someone of handled it very well is great but, you know it's the same thing like you can have a star player they miss one goal or they don't save the one penalty you know you might be upset with them for a while but you kind of get over it and you should do it doesn't yeah. take away the to be honest
0: away. I've always said and you know to people in uh, when when a waitress or a sommelier comes over to the table when they present you the bottle of wine um, you should pay attention to what they're showing you you know for whether it's the right vintage it could be different especially where that maybe is more important in Bordeaux and two that it is specifically the wine that you've ordered because mistakes happen and often you've got the same wine and a, a restaurant this has happened in my restaurant so many times, they have the baby wine and then they have the premium wine. The labels look exactly the same other than maybe it written underneath is Cuvée <laughs> something. So
1: you're saying this but one of the tweets that Hawksmoor put out was a picture of two bottles of wine next to you going. They look similar, don't they? They don't look similar oh, at all. Is that is, is <laughs> that yeah, the yeah. Okay. Well,
0: that doesn't count But What <laughs> I would say is that how many times you know this that there is the the the, the premium icon wine. Oh, yeah, no, and yeah. then their baby wine, also, and they look so similar. This, this so waitresses often.
1: I'd come back to I mean this happened to Hawksmoor in Manchester, so we can be mm-hmm. specific. So if you're booking for Hawksmoor, go Manchester. <laughs> go to Manchester. You're most likely to get something I don't, you're around, yeah. some I don't think you Every bottle when you check for statistics for this wasn't Nacho. It wasn't our guy Nacho. I'm sure it was Nacho knows uh, yeah. everyone. Nacho happens. from
0: uh, episode one of this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't he would there. never. He would never ever have, do never that. Make never this mistake, mix up on the no. pan.
1: He'd probably serve you the other way around. He'd, he'd make the extra money. And <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, so I think it's you know. it's, But I think also probably highlights this is where I, my concern comes to. And again, I can't talk about the conversation of where Hawksmore is, but I think generally in the industry as we are seeing at the moment with the mass exodus of sommeliers. Not, of course, probably due to Brexit at all. Do they have, do they,
0: uh, do they have do a they sommelier, sommelier there? In... Or
1: do they have enough sommeliers that they've got always someone on duty, or always serving the table? And it's, it's, this is a problem I've seen erupt a lot of times when people talk about, oh, we can have a tighter list, we can have this. If you're serving wines at that level, um, and I don't think I've ever, seen, I mean, I've been to a few Hawksmoors, I've never noticed a wine that price at a Hawksmoor, also I was a bit interested in this. But again, mm. I don't know the situations in Manchester, probably in Manchester, um, I imagine it's one of the top restaurants in the area maybe they utilize to that to so could be, yeah, could sell a be, bit more yeah so it might be to do with what they sell up there you know there's a full, few football players with a bit of money up there i'm sure so i'm <laughs> sure have got a few people up there who can spend a few a few bob um so you know it's, it's very interesting that whether i don't know whether the member stuff was was not a or whether it was not this you know even if you have the really uncommon seminaries you know most of them they come in not knowing much and you're, you're turning them in at high pressure again also to the waitress or whatever he was doing it if you're in the middle of a busy shift with you know 60 covers you've got to look after and you're running around and you've got people wanting stuff quickly you know customers don't want to wait um i think that you know it's i'm, I'm not taking away from anyone but i do find it interesting you know, the idea of is this a situation or is this an example of a situation where the pressure on the restaurant industry is showing mm-hmm. so even good restaurants like hawks more that are run really well and tend to from what i've ever seen i've been to many of them yeah uh, normally properly staffed and never had any real problems at any of them um, but even those restaurants that are well established, are they now struggling? You know, not even in case of them not being wanting to hire staff, not being able to.
0: I think now everyone's just making massive cutbacks. Everyone. Um,
1: well, we, I mean, I talked about this before, you know, the, we haven't seen the price of lunch go up in London for a Michigan star restaurant in five still years. Still 30 pounds. Still, 30, 30 30 30 35 pounds for three courses. <laughs> it <laughs> has been for five years. Food prices gone up, staffing costs have gone up. So that, that only hits one place. Yeah. And I can tell you now, I won't name any big chefs, but I, they haven't got any poorer. So, you know. It's going somewhere else. It's going somewhere yeah. else, and that's the staff and front of house before kitchen. Always, they worry about the food first. And I think, even now you've got the exacerbated problem of years of that happening. I mean, Smelly wages haven't gone up in five years either. Funny enough, long following that many.
0: Well, that might be why both of us are not similiars yeah, no, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> i that as well.
1: Um, I think also you've got to look at the, f- you know, you got look at that. But then I think even now it's not even a case of not being paid enough. I know places are increasing their wages now, but there's no sommeliers left. They've left mm. the country. Because we've become so unattractive now. Also, the pound is worth less. Talk
0: about yourself. I'm not being less i in un- the country, attractive. not yourself. <laughs> um,
1: uh, I think that that's also a really sign oh, because it's not even a case of even the wages have gone up. Mm. The value of the pound hasn't. Yeah. So comparatively to another country, you're still earning less. You know, I've been offered. I've been offered. Those 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 op- options to go to Dubai. have got more and more tempting every year. Ah, the value of the pound is worse You're no, going no, no, to no. Dubai. No, I'm, I'm st- Do st- you
0: realise with your white skin what would happen to you?
1: I suppose you don't burn. I just don't nothing. The sun doesn't touch me. It avoids me at the all costs. The sun doesn't touch even, yeah, you. Even the sun doesn't talk to me.
0: You're like a superhero, and your special power is sun protection. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, does not burn or tan. <laughs> That's an absolutely terrible superpower. Yeah, it's a superpower.
0: <laughs> anyway, so I think you've given uh, Hawksmoor some extra uh, media now, yeah. a little I mean, bit. They, they, they need some more. At they yeah, even more. Sure, yeah. um, so you know, we we, we, we get to pick one wine on our little fillers, don't we? And talk about it. And so I I was walking around Twisted Cellar uh and which excited. is quite a walk
1: by the way it's not a small shop
0: you know, <laughs> you visit you i i uh, got quite a sweat on so thankfully i need to hydrate myself so i've chosen a bottle of albreno we've not actually on any episode done any spanish wine and i absolutely adore wines from galicia um hence why galicia. i have picked um, Alberino so Galicia is in the northwest of Spain and it's so different to the rest of Spain which as they will so, tell you as they, they will <laughs> yes as they personally will tell you but in terms of climate I mean it rains all the time it's super green super luscious loads of incredible seafood loads of great cows to eat uh, apparently um, it's supposed to be an amazing place to visit I've never been have you been to Galicia?
1: I have not been to Galicia, no. Actually, I'm really weird. I mean, we both need to. Even with Portugal, I've done so much with Portugal, but I haven't done actually up north in Vila mm-hmm. Verde, which is you know, in, in, basically as many of them will tell you is similar or the same. Yeah, it's so different depending on who you talk you, to.
0: If you look on, well, I think it's um, for having not gone. I mean, read, had... read, having read the textbooks. Yeah. No, um, uh, Vila Verde in Portugal in the north, and then um, Rias Baixas specifically, uh, which is the region we're, that we're drinking from, right in the corner in the northwest of Spain. They're, they're very close together on the map they're both the Atlantic they're coast they're like they're
1: Ralph Sass isn't it it's, it's chopped and changed some parts it's part of Portugal sometimes it's been on its own some parts it's been part of Spain yeah. Now it's pretends it's not part of Spain like most of Spain does now. Exactly. Um.
0: <laughs> God, that's a hard, oh politics. Anyway, so we're <laughs> moving on again. Um, but yeah, it's for me, it's a really. It's Albarino is the white variety of Spain. You know, everyone knows about um, Tempranillo and the Rioja region, but I think that Albarino deserves so much more. It's such a, it's 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 you know, whereas we get really excited about Riesling. I do believe still Riesling has has more potential to do so much more, but I feel like you know Albarino is the Spanish is the Spanish version in terms of aromatics. I feel um, I feel
1: I feel for me it's, it does everything I wish Sauvignon Blanc did.
0: Okay, yeah. Does that make and, sense? Yeah. I mean, not, not it has some, that lovely lifted great, acidity. Yeah,
1: there are some great Sauvignon Blanc wines out there, but I just feel for price and quality, of Albarino mm-hmm. always always pips it.
0: So, an Albarino, you for anybody who hasn't heard of Albarino, if it says Albarino in in Portugal, mm. it is the same uh, grape variety. Um, I love the fact you can have it clean on its own, stainless steel, simple, lovely, zesty wine, or sobre lias, which is the on lees, which means that natural yeast that gets mixed in, which will give you the creamy, richer, more complex notes. And you can get so many different styles well, between you, that.
1: We also see now those, it's, it's now beginning to slowly be exported to other countries. You've seen quite mm. a, good, a lot of good alvary being um, grown mainly in Gisborne. A little bit of Marlborough in New Zealand, and so, it's a good climate for it as well. Yeah. But also more interesting as well, um, we'll be having some of those coming into the shops as well from different regions. Um, I, cause I'm a really big fan of the great variety, as it's called Avernia in Portugal. I'm a big Portuguese wine fan. You find it not in Vino Verde, which is similar kind of climate to to Ria Baixas and Galicia. Sorry, but also you're finding it grown in Alentejo. Which is more mm. continental and much warmer. Yet and Tejo is spots,
0: Portugal again yeah. for anyone you know. Who's but it does I'm grow. Sure it does grow in regions. pockets
1: that uh, are. It grows in pockets of areas you wouldn't expect it to, but actually grows phenomenally, but in a much different style. Which shows the great variety itself has a lot of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Which to me is a as a wine geek, you know, yeah. I always want again like we look at Riesling, we look at Chardonnay. That that flexibility makes wines interesting. Means it can be so diverse and different. Yeah. Um, and then also you're seeing it, I think it's. Laurent Maquis, which I used to serve, and now is actually available in Waitrose. Okay, um, and that's a French producer who they claim actually and originally they're doing it. In you there. Yes, in the south of France. Okay,
0: um, And they, they they claim
1: that originally I used to serve the wine. Um, it's about twelve. And to so give you a top tip here. About twelve pounds in Waitrose cellar at the moment, less than twelve pounds.
0: Okay, and uh, it's a really but how good. How is that? Insta- because it must be much warmer unless they've built up on a hill.
1: It, again, it's um, higher rise hill. And from what I've been told, when I was serving, I think the guy who did it. Weird story, I, I, I don't want to get any of it wrong. Um, the f- local French authorities were so annoyed he was using a grape variety he shouldn't be using. They blockaded his um, truck to one point for picking. <laughs> one year. They were wow. so annoyed, which is such a French thing to do. Um, and then also he actually demolished like top of a hill to make the perfect place to plant it. Wow, it's if yes, if so he's definitely These are the stories out. I've been told okay. anyway from the people I used to get it from. Whether okay. I'm correctly, if I'm completely right on that, I don't want to be quoted. But I definitely know there was definitely some trouble with it. Mm. The locals did not like it whatsoever. He does produce other wines as well. Um, okay. But he's claiming that there's a lot of evidence to show that actually monks took it originally to Galicia from the south of France. So he's trying to bring the grape home, is his claim as well. So I'm sure to get fact checked on some of that. But okay. um, this is what I was told. I can't say I don't for definite. I never actually met the producer. But I know Well, that, that's what the internet. is a lot. We a lot can of, Google it. There's a lot of good stories behind it as a young star, which it shows yeah, it's okay. even it's even creeping into France, um, and it'd be really interesting to see it a few other countries. I'm sure it will be somewhere in Australia at some point, and I would love. I think it's another great variety. I think along it's with bound your, to
0: be in Australia already. You know, well, it was in New Zealand,
1: in... but I just don't know whether, where would you do it in Australia. Probably Tasmania, possibly. Okay. Absolutely. Or you Victoria. No, Tasmania, Victoria, the four, but,
0: but, yeah, Tasmania is so has such beautiful cool climate. Cabernet Sauvignon. It does well with a bit of. Um, it does well with a bit of
1: rain as well. It's fine with a bit of rain. But um, yeah. it's an interesting. Want to see develop? I would like to see. I think there is some. Oh no, someone's doing it. I think in Uruguay actually.
0: Um, you Absolutely. In yeah, fact, it's in Uruguay, Al- yeah, it's Al- right, no, no, it's no, no, In fact, I should. That that was terrible. I kept my mouth shut. No, absolutely. Um. Uh, um, Buzo in Uruguay does it. Yep. Um, also, Garzon um, in Uruguay does it. And I mean, actually, I say that after Savignon Blanc and Riesling, um, and Vion- I'm not sure the exact orders is in Uruguay. Albarino is be, a big. Imagine, on imagine. So, to so Galicia, it rains. It rains a lot. Atlantic coast, loads of sea breezes. Very, very green. In Uruguay, my new favourite country uh, for wine, is on, on the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, it actually it's very much like a mixture between um, um, Bordeaux climate. And Galicia, in terms of the rain, um, 800 meters, kind of a bit more plus, lots of sea breezes, all this kind of stuff. So it's it's perfect. For is that assumption
1: reboot? that South America is all just baking hot all the time? Well, and...
0: that's why I'm <laughs> plugging my new Go Uruguay, Go Uruguay. Should your
1: boyfriend but, be worried? Are you going to be importing a new one soon, or is that okay? Uh,
0: my boyfriend, what, uh, he's Colombian. When, they, what start I mean, really, like... when they start making really, when they start making really good wine, which is never going to happen, then he can worry.
1: You, <laughs> you prefer the rubber exports? Is that what you're saying? I can't, yes, I do.
0: <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> I could not live without his
1: coffee well done, well done. Well anyway
0: done. so um, this anyway, what I love uh, and it's got it's got it just like all the others for me do you find Albarino always has a slight oily texture
1: yeah no, I think it's a very and it's I a very I one that and I think that,
0: that most other grape varieties don't have white grapes don't well have. I
1: think what it has a bit over again Sauvignon Blanc and I'm not chissing on Sauvignon Blanc I fine for me it's always a bit of a plain Jane but um I think it has a much more textural element to it. I've also mm. think that's why, like, Garvey also wins out against Sophie Bock a lot of time with Yeah, people, okay. Because Garvey, again, in a very different textural sense, but it has a lot of texture and structure. I think Albariño, again, has a very distinctive one. That little oily note, almost more like kind of in line with Gruner's and um, Germanic grape varieties, it has that little element to it, that oiliness and well, that sort it's, of rounded for, for
0: me, every Albariño that I taste, one is aromatic, two, It's peachy and it always has like a exactly and it has a floral note, so it's peachy ish, peachy ish, stone fruity ish. Um, it's it's got a blossom floral note and it has this oily texture with lovely acidity. Um, and I'm forgetting that citrus freshness, but it for me, clean, delicious every single time. Whether I'm buying a 10 pound Albrino or whether I'm going all the way up the spectrum, I think you know, I think
1: consistency with like Identity and I think they've, they've done very well. Like what not New Zealand have done, ironically, again with so blanc, coming up again, but I think they're always going to get compared in a way. Um, but is that the region itself has done a lot of work to protect the brand and the grape style? Yeah, so there's very strict rules on what you can and can't do, on how you grow, what you can call Ria and mm-hmm. what you can't. So to be Ria you have to be 100% Alberino, you can't blend anything at all. And uh, to be, yep, yeah. and if yeah. you're not a you can be up the outside areas, you're allowed to blend a certain amount. So you can
0: R- I'm I'm going now we're gonna to have to look this up and I'm gonna challenge you here oh yeah. because I mean in Rias Baixas it's about ninety percent Albrino. Yes, and the and rest is you the you varieties of Loreo yeah. and so um, I, I am going to have to look that up. Because, because they're it, still
1: uh, well, so, what are they, so what are they calling it then um you look there are that are blended there's one well. i can't remember they're actually using duras which is that the that's the indigenous variety so that's really rare yeah. yeah there's one i know that look after friend but i think if you look those up they don't have real spices on them i may be wrong i'm pretty I sure i feel like you're I'm wrong i'm almost positive it's 100 <laughs> for because uh, i
0: i all i'll say is i have not I've, i like for instance i was in vin expo uh this week i was tasting lots of albrinhos um on the little notes they were saying things like uh 90% Albarino, 5% Lorero, you know, 5% Treche And I was, I am convinced that not only did they say Rios Pichas on them, they a lot of them were saying um the Valley de Salnes, one of the sub or Orosal Well, we know, because I'm the
1: one talking about the Treche which is probably telling me if it's got okay. So you
0: because I feel like you're wrong,
1: I could be good, <laughs> you're if I am, then it's 90% with 10. But I'm sure from when I'm doing my studies, or it might be when you're when you're a single. There are five subregions of NBS. There are five
0: subregions. It um, might be when
1: you're a subregion, you have to be 100% Albireno, and I could be wrong because of that. Okay. That might be where I'm going slightly off. <laughs> Um, but I'm double checking.
0: He may double check and he has a few minutes left whilst I'm talking to see if he can figure it out otherwise we might have to uh, uh, no, I don't,
1: I don't let much. people uh, know don't, later on um,
0: Anyway, this this Albrigno, I don't think I've uh, said what it is we'll put a picture up, it's called Deluvio uh, Albrigno, this is 2017 it is just simply from Rias Baicha so although we mentioned there's the five sub-regions, um, I think I believe um, the Salnés Valley is uh, the biggest, so you'll see that most on labels if they're using a sub-region and also condado de te is the the warmest so if you're after uh, a richer style of alberino you can find that from that region um there's Orozal and i can't remember the other two off by the top of my head um, um
1: to be labeled Rio spacious Albariño, oh well, okay. it has to be 100 percent alberino you can be labelled via Re- okay. but you can't but be labelled via Spacious Abbrinius. So I am, right. I am correct. Right. Okay. You.
0: Fine. Fine so I'm, sure, sorry,
1: I'm sure. I'm sure of that. Yeah. So that's why you can still find via Spacious on labels but you it, it won't is, say, I can then say what is in it because but it can't be classified perfect. So okay, good. Yeah, because
0: protection. when I was picking up bottles, and that can come
1: from any of the sub zones, like this one, where it can be a blend yeah, of them, where okay, so it can come from, specifically from a subzone, and then be labeled that subzone.
0: Fine, because that makes sense. Because when I was picking up the bottles, they were saying these sub regions, and they definitely had other varieties than Albernius. So, okay, so we've got that confirmed. Perfect. Um, anyway, so this wine I got from Twisted Cellar there we go another little hit plug um, plug plug, 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 plug. Plug, plug. Um, plug and this was 16 pounds or 16? 16 16, yeah, on the dot, exa- yeah.
1: 16 on the dot I don't want to do any too many like point this and that I try to round up or down if I can actually. but
0: I'll bring you for anyone who wants a food pairing I mean seafood is always it is perfect with oysters it's perfect with prawns lobster all this kind of stuff you can
1: do seafood pairings Jamie good sir should, should is that what about. Jamie yeah, Good? Jamie did say. Why
0: did Jamie Good say you shouldn't do seafood pairings? I don't
1: know, he put a post up saying about, I, d- I didn't read it properly, but he did a big post about saying he hates seafood, he hates um, food pairings with tasting notes, you know. That's absolutely... Should that we should talk about, should talk about,
0: that about. is horrendous, mm. if that is the case, because that's horrendous. <laughs> it's like, those. I mean, obviously everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but when you think about it, what is it that, that you know, when, when a consumer is get is thinking about doing a dinner party and whatever, and people will start getting into wine, what is the first question really, maybe not the first, but people are asking, they want to know, right, if I'm going to have this wine, well, side, what can I side, pair it with? As, as
1: retail shot, the first thing we actually always asked is, um, do you, um, I'm having this tonight, what would you recommend with it, is one of the common questions we're asked all the time.
0: Absolutely, people want to know that, but I will tell people a little, a little secret. One thing that us sommeliers don't want to tell you all the time is, yes, there are perfect parents and Very that rarely. is really really good to find them and to know them you've just hit the nail on the head rare but the majority of wines go with the majority of food actually well um,
1: drinking a wine you don't like just because it pairs with food doesn't make any difference and i think also <laughs> think most probably is it's personable if you really want a glass of red wine it doesn't matter what you're eating if you really want a glass of red wine have a glass. if you
0: would like a sweet dessert wine if you'd like sauternes with a steak good for you
1: Hey, if you're my chasse of a bone from me, then fine, I'm <laughs> happy with that. Um, I mean, definitely there's what we consider faux pas, but it always comes down to personal taste as well. And also some people who don't like certain styles of wine, you know, it doesn't matter what dish I'm having, I still don't want Beaujolais, you know, it's not going <laughs>
0: to you've tried a Beaujolais before I think with me and you actually liked it but moving on anyway so hopefully for anyone who's never tried an alberino we have motivated you to uh, have an alberino you can buy this one here but alberino is actually and online. And, <laughs> online in online
1: you could buy it for places but you shouldn't just you should buy it
0: online uh, but this one what I would just say as a bit of a tasting note this one as well actually is a bit more tropical this one I've got a little bit of pineapple it's but this is comes from I read on the back this
1: comes from <laughs> I love how you just give away all trade secrets. I read on the back of the No, parcel. no, I read
0: on the back that it comes from um, tiny parcels of buying from ten growers. And so actually because uh, they've obviously they're not just getting it from one place. There's a been lot able there's to... a lot of
1: negotiants in Albany yeah. And Ria is again very different from region to region. There's not a lot of grower producers of Ria spice lots of tiny, tiny farmers mm. who all own the bits. So but again the thing is a lot of contract growing as well, so you know they know who they're buying from.
0: But it's good, it's actually I think it's it's quite rich. It's got a beautiful, beautiful texture.
1: It's a sophisticated albariño. You know, it is, one, and, and some come, some come not in a bad way. Can be more simple and gorgeous and fruit. Yeah. It
0: has, and actually, it's it's not muted. It's it's, it's quite intense in flavour. There's a, a lot going on. What would you, it just because you know, just to piss Jamie Good off. What would I'm sure bear? you didn't mean it. did Jamie. I'm sure, did. No, I'm sure Jamie you did. Even, sure Jamie you, did even, you didn't even read the article, so maybe there's. Well, no, no, no it's just a tweet. I was it. Just a tweet, oh, was I tweet.
1: No. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure of what. I'm, I'm pretty sure of the few bits are I think he was just having a pop at like crappy or generic pairings. A gene- thought, okay. Generic. I thought I just throw Jamie Gooding because he can get another good, you know, little hashtag in there or something. I don't know. Oh, I just had, just, yeah.
0: Poor. So actually, probably Jamie. Well done. Yeah. Generic, so I do, I, you know what? We should get specific. I
1: do. I do. like Jamie. I did try to wind him up by sending a tweet going, "I feel the same way about wine scores," but he didn't tweet me back, Jamie. So Jamie. Come on, I know I know you must be one of our four listeners. <laughs> um so yeah, but yeah, I, I like to wind up the wine trade. You can't you can't you can't all you've got to have a bit of fun, otherwise, you know. Yeah. You we'll would all be wearing red like trousers and boring and sniffing wine and drinking old burgundy. Yes. If you could afford it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well anyway, I t- to be honest Not
1: saving the world, but like we are with sea change. Yes,
0: so save the world with your see what's it, sea, sea change. change. Sea change. Save the world with your Chardonnay sea change. And uh, Goes lo- yeah.
1: goes lovely with uh Yellowfin, Dolph, yellowfin tuna as well. <laughs> I'm joking.
0: Oh <laughs> Ignore him. And I suppose on that on that note, we should just end this episode. Yeah, well cheers. Right cheers. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll have more filler episodes uh, coming up as and when London we wine press fair the soon, record so button. London Wine Fair soon. So yeah, there'll be, there'll
1: be some bits of London Wine Fair. Sure
0: Absolutely. Are. I'll be running
1: around with a microphone chasing people. Talk to me. Talk to me.
0: <laughs> so see us again for another episode. Cheers, bye. Cheers, bye. bye.